Welcome to the Hope Elam Podcast. We are a diverse church in the heart of Des Moines, seeking to bring God's kingdom as we live more like Jesus. We hope that what you're about to hear points you to Jesus Christ. Know that we're praying for you and look forward to connecting with you soon. good news penetrated your heart. I don't know where you were and what you were going through. I don't know what space you were in when you heard the good news and the message of God rung in your ears. I don't know where you were when the grace of God washed over you. But I'm saying right here, right now, there is Jesus. There is a season that we're in right now. Obelum, listen, I You know, God chose to use preaching. He chose to use the preaching of the cross as the power of God. It's not man. It's not me. I'm I'm saying to somebody, remove the distractions. There is a word from the Lord today. And the only thing that's going to stop that word from going forward is if we close up our hearts. And I'm saying there is a season we're in right now. And in this season, there's a fresh wind that is blowing. And I'm saying to all of us, let's put up our sail and catch the wind that is blowing. God is breathing. He is moving. He's up to something. I'm just saying, listen, if you miss it, it's a season. It may come around again, but it's here right now. There is a season. God is moving on the hearts of his people. So I don't know what you came looking for this morning, but i got some good news. Anything and everything you need, God's got it. Yeah, yeah. Amen. As the people of God, amen, let's shame the devil, amen, because he come to kill, steal, and to destroy. And we ain't scared. We're not scared this morning. We're in the house of God. This is his house. Amen. Whose house? His. Whose house? Come on. Come on, this is God's house, amen? And we are God's people. He said, if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves, I will hear from heaven. They will be my people and I will be their God. Whose house? And I'm just going to say it like this. Listen, um, I don't know what tomorrow is going to hold. But as for right now. This is a beautiful opportunity. Yeah, we're going to get to it. This is open baptism. But before we get to the baptism, we got to deal with the belief. What do we believe about the God that we serve? There's a reason why we came. There's a reason why we got in our car, walked down the street. There's a reason why we came in and sat down. And I believe it wasn't for the music. I believe it wasn't for a man or a preacher. It's because the Spirit of God can change things. So I'm saying to somebody, maybe you're already distracted. Maybe I just believe that God has got a word. Can I just tell you this? I don't care where you are. God can see you. 
I don't care how much you think you tucked in. I don't care how much you think that you're hidden. He can see you. He knows. He understands. And he's there. Right here. And right now. God, we love you. We adore you. We thank you, God. Breathe on this word. God, remove the distractions. Hide me behind the cross. Jesus. God, I pray that they will see all of you and none of me. Breathe on your word. Settle hearts and spirits. God, cover us with your feathers. This is your house. Take us by the hand, God, and lead us through your word, God. Order our steps in your word. Fillet our hearts. Open us up, oh God, because if our hearts are not open, we'll have eyes but can't see, ears but can't hear. God, we want to hear from heaven. God, we realize we can't make it without you. If I had 10,000 tongues, it wouldn't be enough, all that you have done. Your amazing grace. Now, God, we ask that you would make the ground soft. You said in your word, lest a kernel of wheat, a seed, fall to the ground and is planted deep in the soil. And unless it dies, God, it cannot spring forth into life. Let us be willing to die to our distractions. Let us be willing to die to our things that are deceiving. Let us be willing to die to those things, God, that keep us separated from you. Now, God, have your way. For the preaching of the gospel is to some foolishness. But unto those who are saved, it is the power of God. Let now, Lord, the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Hit your target, God. Let it be a rhema word hit specifically that one, that one that might be hiding, that one. God, hit the one that is open and available. Hit the one that has been crying out. Don't let them leave differently. Uh, in Jesus' name. Lord, say amen. 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 Whose house? house. So Matthew connects the dots. He brings the old and the new. When we leave Matthew, the second chapter, and after the wise men had come, the Bible says that after they left, an angel of the Lord appeared unto Joseph and told Joseph, get out of there. Go to Egypt. Herod is trying to kill the baby. So Joseph took Mary and the baby and he went to Egypt. And they stayed there until Herod died. After Herod died, an angel of the Lord appeared again to to Joseph and said to Joseph, go to Galilee. And that night, Joseph took Mary and Jesus and he was on his way to Galilee and he was fearful because Herod's son had become king. The Bible says that yet again, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph and said, Joseph, Go to Galilee, to Nazareth, all to fulfill the prophet 
that he would be called, Jesus would be called a Nazarene. Then after that, in Matthew 2, and the beginning of, there's nothing else. All this anticipation, all of this expectation of Jesus was born. John the Baptist, as kids, you just know something was about to happen. And there was this, this silence. Chapter 3 opens up. And when it opens up, John the Baptist is 30 years old. Jesus is around the same time. I'm saying to somebody, just because there is silence does not mean that God is not moving. I'm saying to somebody, just because it's quiet, sometimes we've got to get comfortable when there's silence, when we don't hear, when we don't know, when we're uncertain. It does not mean that God is absent. God was preparing, he was molding, he was getting it ready, and it's here now. In chapter 3, the first thing we find is that the word of God appeared in the wilderness. Matthew 3 and 1, we're going to walk through. Do you have your Bibles? Do you have a Bible app? Listen, do you have something that you can look for yourself? You can take, your, you can take my word for it if you want. But there's enough opportunity. There's Bibles in the back. There's Bible apps on your phone. And I have it on the screen. But we got to let the word be the word. Amen. In chapter 3, in the very beginning, it says, in those days. Can I tell you about those days? They're much like this one. In those days, the people of God had become content. They become complacent. They were proud. Even though they were in captivity, they had become comfortable because they were waiting, anticipating for the Messiah. But they would come to a place where they was just good with their situation. What are you settling for, settling for right now? All you need and all we need, God's got it. In those days, John the Baptist came. And can I just say, he came to the Judean wilderness. So we want to talk about the wilderness. He did not come to the church. John the Baptist didn't go to the temple. He didn't go to a place where you expect to find elders and Pharisees and Sadducees. He went to the wilderness. He lived there. And while he was in the wilderness, the word came. Hope Elam, sometimes we can't hear the word until we're in a place that is wilderness. The wilderness. There are times in our lives where we're lost. We don't know. We, we, we thought of everything that we could. We tried everything that we could. We, we, we asked everybody who can ask. We went to the doctor. We tried everything. We, we went to counseling. We went, to we went to our friends, we went to the pastor. In the wilderness, there's times when we're wandering. You're wandering. What are you looking for? The wilderness is a place when we're just worried. We, we, we need answers. We got, God, where are you? The wilderness, the, the place, listen, can I tell you this? When we're in the wilderness sometimes, 
and we're just get to a place where we can't go any further, that, that there's a darkness in our lives, there's a dryness in our lives, and we're in this space that symbolically is kind of the wilderness, that's when we can hear from him the best. That's when, we, that's when our ears are perked. When, when there's something that's going on in our lives that we can't understand, we can't figure it out. Science haven't figured out a, a, a solution. That's when we call on the name of the Lord. When, when uh, DeMar Hamlin went down in the football, they had everything medically, I guarantee they had everything medically that they could do. But we could only do so much until we turn and call on the name of the Lord. Why do we wait till the wilderness comes? Why do we get to a place where we don't know where to go when we've done all? Why not go now and call on his name? Listen, right now in the name of Jesus, if there's something in your life, something that you have not done, something you have failed to do, something that you've done and you don't know what else to do, and you have not called on the name of the Lord, I suggest you do this right here, right now. Humble yourself. Open your heart. Believe in the God that created you. Believe in his character and his nature. His character and his nature says he's Elohim. He'll create something out of nothing. Call on him right now, whatever your situation is. Whatever you're going through, call on him right now and, and expect a fresh wind. Expect, say, God, move now on my mama, on my daddy, on my child, on my job, on my life, on my heart. God, move on my situation right now. I don't have to wait. If you're in the wilderness, it's the perfect time to get a word. Why did John the Baptist start in the wilderness? But can I tell you this? The wilderness wasn't an uninhabited place. The wilderness had six cities and six cities and villages. Sometimes people, we get to the wilderness and we stay there. You would think, why? There's no resources. There's no, there's no medics. There's no um, comforts. Why would you stay in the wilderness? Can you just turn that to yourself? Right here, right now. Why would you stay in the wilderness? But God said to John the Baptist, he says, I'm calling you to prepare you. Go make the way. Go prepare the hearts. He says right now, the word of God is coming forth. He sent him to the wilderness, and John the Baptist began preaching. Since Malachi, in the ending of the Old Testament, there was silence. Not, not one more prophet, not one more preacher was talked about for 400 years. And then Jesus is born. John the Baptist looks like he just drops out of the sky and starts preaching. But now there's a preacher prophet. And he's in the wilderness. He comes to us when we're struggling. He comes to us where we are. He comes to us when we're down. He's in the wilderness and he's preaching. Sometimes in the wilderness we need a word. When you're in the wilderness, you need, some, you need a word from the Lord. And John the Baptist, can I just say, he is preaching. He preaching. How do I know? 
He says that people came from Jerusalem and Judea. People started finding their way to the word. They, did, they could have gone where they were. They, there's something different about this dude. He's, he's preaching a doctrine. He says, he's preaching, how can I find my way? Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Now, you may think that I'm all that, John the Baptist. And by the way, he was. Jesus said there was not a man born of a woman that was greater huh, than John the Baptist. But John the Baptist said, look, I'm not him. There is one greater than me. And he's coming. He's on the way. And he's preaching the good news to the people in the wilderness. But the word will make room. They're coming from all over. Why have you come? Did you come for a word? Because the word of God says, look, repent. Uh, let's go for it. Repent. Return. Now, repent. That means, listen, for all you in the balcony, I just want to preach to you right now. If you are going one way, and you know that's not the way that God wants you to go, when you repent, it's not saying, Lord, I'm sorry, and keep going that way. Lord, forgive me, keep going that way. Lord, I, I, I need you. When you repent, it's 180. And you start taking a step back to him. We don't have to complicate. Listen, God wants our hearts. If we start with our hearts, he'll get our head. If he starts with our heart, he'll get our hands. If he starts with our heart, he'll get our habits. If he starts with the heart, he'll get our hobbies. But he wants our heart. There's nothing we can do with our hands that can impact our hearts. There's nothing we can do within our hobbies unless we're reading it, living it, learning it, and living it. That will impact our hearts. Repent. It's the, there is an urgency in the text. It's the very beginning of Jesus' birth, and now 30 years he's beginning his earthen ministry. But there's an urgency. It's the, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Sometimes, talking about me now, I get so comfortable in my plans for tomorrow. Tomorrow's not promised. This is not a scare tactic. It's real. Right here, right now. Search your hearts. Agree with him. Acknowledge, God, I am broken. God, my thoughts sometimes is not what it ought to be. My actions and the things that I do, God, even when I know Keep doing those things, but God, I, God, I am so sorry. God, I want, I want to return to you. God, I see you, and I want others to see you. 
God, I feel you in my life, God. I feel your, your anointing. I, I have been in your glory. No one can tell me anything. I know you are who you say you are. So, God, I am so sorry. God, help me. I don't want to go that way anymore. God, help me take one step at a time. Turn it around. Can somebody say turn it around? Can somebody say turn it around? Somebody in the wilderness? And how you got there is you found your way. Sometimes we end up in the wilderness. Can I just say that? Sometimes God will send us to the wilderness. Because it's the only thing. He loves us so much. Sometimes he will send us to the wilderness so we can get a word, so we can hear and turn. Turn around. Help your neighbor. Come on. Whose house? Help your neighbor and say, turn around. Turn it around. Listen, in Jesus, in, in Luke chapter 15, there was a young man who um, was an older brother. And in Luke 15, uh, this older brother who has a dad with some riches, he told his dad, he said, give me my inheritance. <laughs> uh, I'm tired of this. Give me what I have coming to me because I have things to do, places to go, people to see, things to experience. Can I just say this, and I'm going to talk about Luke 15. God can give us a million dollars. He could. And you know what? If our hearts ain't right, we'll spend it all and we'll be right back in the same situation. God can give us a million dollars. And it still wouldn't take away our pain. It still wouldn't give us joy. It might make us happy. God can give us all the money in the world. But if you don't have Jesus, the one who have a cattle on a thousand hills, if you don't have Jesus, uh, the one, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. If you don't have the one who created money in the first place, he said, if you come unto me, your well will never run dry. He said, you come unto me, the water you drink in, he said, that water you drink of me, it'll be the living water and you will never thirst again. Luke 15, uh, the prodigal son, he said, Dad, give me all my money. Dad gave him his money. He went out spent everything on, on riotous living, the Bible says. And after he spent everything, this rich man, the, the young man who had everything, he found himself in the wilderness, found himself in a pigsty, about to eat the, whatever it is that was there. And then he came to himself. And the Bible says he returned. First, he repented in his heart. But he returned, and he went back home. Do you know his daddy was looking for him? I'm imagining Rob, his arms stretched out, saying, come on, son. I've been waiting for you. Sometimes we don't return because we're guilty and we shame and because of our reputation and because we say we wouldn't do it and we did it again. And sometimes we stay in the wilderness. God says, return. And he says to us, look, the young man came back and when he saw his father in the distance, he fell down. Thank God, Dad, I'm sorry. 
The dad went and got his best purple robe and his best ring and said, bring the best that I have. My son has come home. Come back home. Renew and refresh. God's waiting. He's waiting. Right now. How do you do that? Understand that this was part of the prophet's plan. He said, look, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, he came to prepare ye the way. He came to say, Lord, look, to make the path straight because Jesus is coming. How do you do it? Confess, come clean, come clean. He know everything anyway, and be converted. It's a process, but confess. Get into a space, and you can do it right now. Don't wait till you get home this time. I know we're going to say, let's go and be the church. No, let's stay and be the church. It's personal. In your, you know where you are in your relationship with God. If you're there, give him thanks in your spirit. If you're not, call out in your spirit and agree with him. God, I'm a sinner. God, I, I fall short. I've never asked you, God, to come and to lead me and to guide me. I confess. Take me by the hand, God. Teach me your way. This is the time. There's a fresh wind blowing. Read it. Learn it. Live it. All you need is here. You don't have to do it by yourself. When you're in the wilderness, you can stay in isolation by yourself. You can connect here. This is not about Hope Elam. It's about the body of Christ. When you're in the wilderness, it could become indifferent. You show up every Sunday. You do all the work. You do all the service. But there's nothing penetrating the heart. And the heart stays closed. So you have eyes but can't see. Ears but can't hear. And you're wondering. It starts with the heart. Confess. Come clean. We're here today to get clean. Examine yourself. And when we leave here today, we're going to leave here converted. It's a process, but we got to get in the process and stay in the process. He says, look, people from Jerusalem and all of Judea, John the Baptist was preaching. He said, and they're all over the Jordan Valley. They went out to see and hear John. And when they confessed their sins, he baptized them in the Jordan. I'll just say it, Katie. There has to be confessing of sin to be cleansing of sin. God, I'm broken. Contrition. God cannot use us until we have a broken spirit and a contrite heart. We have to be contrite. God, I don't know. God, I, I, 
well, I'm hungry and thirsting. God, I fell, but I know that, that sin is, is missed the mark. I don't have to fall all the way to the basement. I missed the step. So, God, I'm getting back on. But, God, I'm going to confess when I miss it. God, I'm, I'm trying, but, God, you know I've been in the wilderness a long time. It's going to take me a while. But, God, I need you to take me by the hand and lead me and guide me. The people of God, I don't have enough time, but the people of God, when they came out of Exodus, there was a way. It was right there. They could have hit the road to Canaan, to the promise. But God says, no, go through the wilderness. And they had to keep their eyes on God. And in the wilderness, he covered them. He had a pillar of cloud by day leading them and a pillar of cloud by night. The pillar of cloud was leading, and they had to keep looking. Otherwise, you don't know where you're going. I don't know where I'm going unless I look to the hills. For whence cometh my help? All our help comes from God. Convert. Listen. The Pharisees and the Sadducees came to the wilderness. Can you believe that? These folks, the elderly religious folks, the church folks, they left the temple, they left the sanctuary, they left the synagogue, and they came to the wilderness. Can I just say it? John the Baptist was preaching. They came. Some came out of curiosity. Why have you come? Why are you here? Even when you come for one thing, God can do another. They came, he says, John the Baptist, he told them, prove by the way you live, <laughs> Jesus, that you have repented of your sins and turned to God. Can somebody just say it's tight? It's tight, but it's right. Uh, like, like we free today. Can, can we do this like we are freed up? Like the devil's a liar? Like, he, he, like it's tight, but it's right. He said to the Sadducees, and he said to those folks, he, he already told the people who was in the wilderness, he said, look, just repent. But the folks who thought they were all that, he said, prove by the way you live that you have repented of your sins and turned to God. It can't just be our, what we say. It's got to be what we do. We can't confess and repent and keep doing the same things. Listen, we might do the same things, but we can't willingly walk in the same direction. He says, don't just say to each other, are we good? I'm a Pharisee, man. I know all the word. For we are descendants of Abraham. Don't you know who my family is? Don't you know my title? He said, the mean, that means nothing, for I tell you, God can create children out of anything. The least, the lost, the left behind, those who have been outside and put out, those who are the ones in the wilderness, those who are the prostitutes, the tax collectors, those who are who have been given up on. God said, I can make a job. Whosoever believeth in Jesus have the power to become the sons and the daughters of God. Whosoever. Convert. All right. You might be here and, and we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna let God be God. Can we just, 
Hey, man, can we just walk through the Bible a little bit today? Can we just take our time? Listen, listen. We're here now. Maybe you're here and you might be saying, well, who am I? Why me? What? What? John the Baptist, cold, cold, like legit, heart, preaching, uh, anointed. John the Baptist says Jen Jesus went from Galilee to the Jordan River to be baptized by John. But John tried to talk him out of it. John says, I am the one who needs to be baptized by you, Jesus. So why are you coming to me? If you hear you saying, why me? You know there's an anointing on your life, in your family, in your neighborhood, um, with your mellows, with your fellows, with your, your friends. And you know that God has put a light in you. You know that God wants to let your light shine so that he can get all the glory. And you hear thinking, well, I've done too much. You hear thinking that, why me? John the Baptist was like, Jesus, I know I've been preparing the way, but who am I to, I, matter of fact, I can't even stoop down and, and latch in your sandals. Like, Jesus, I know who you are. If John the Baptist can have that much humility, how dare we? How dare I? Stand in the place thinking that I'm all that. How dare I stand in the situation and think that I got the answer? How dare? Who am I? But God chose to use the preaching of the gospel. God chose to use men and women. God desires to use you. So if you're saying, why me? You want to st stay where it's comfortable and do the things that you want to do, come in and out? Now, this is not uh, 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 rocks. I'm saying, no, the devil's a liar. God's saying, there are folks who need our anointing. Why not you? I don't care where you've been. I don't care your education. What's about your heart? Why me? Why not you? Jesus said, uh, Okay, John, yeah, that's cool. I appreciate that, but um, we got to do what our Father said to do. You might be here, and when it's time to, to be baptized, you might be saying, uh, man, why me? What? He says, um, go ye therefore and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Lord, teaching them to observe all the things that I have commanded you. Why not you? But Jesus said to him, be done. It should be done, for we must carry out all that God requires. Can we do what John did? David, can we just agree with Jesus? He wants us to give our hearts and be baptized and be converted. Turn around. Just agree with him. I mean, you're perfect. He makes you perfect. Don't mean you're complete. He makes you complete. Don't mean you're going to get it all. He'll walk with you. He'll got grace and mercy. He's got fellowship and people. He's got the word. Just agree with him. Why me? Why not you? Why not now? Right here? Right here? In the text, it says that after his baptism, look what happens if you do it right now. And I believe that Jesus showed this for us. So 
Can you juxtapose your name in here? Because as a follower of Jesus, that where he is, there we shall be also. I'm not saying we are Jesus. Of course we're not. But we are his namesake. It says that after Jesus came up out of the water, the heavens were opened. After he was baptized, after he did what his daddy told him to do, after John the Baptist did his part, it says that Jesus came up out of the water and the, and the heavens were opened and the Spirit of God descended like a dove and settled on him. And the voice from heaven, can I go back to this dove that settled on the Holy Spirit? Just come and settle on you, and he'll ride with you, and he'll be on your job, he'll be in your conversation, he'll rest on you like a dove, just gently, he'll always be there. And then it says that the voice from heaven said, this is my beloved and dearly beloved son who brings me great joy. You know the joy it brings God when, as the people of God, we agree with Jesus, and we follow his command, and we are washed. It brings him great joy. Repent right here, right now, in the name of Jesus. Peter said to them, repent and be baptized. Can we make that connection? Repent, turn around, and be, this is the word. This is not me trying to manipulate something. Go read, listen, go read. Matter of fact, you can stay in Matthew 3 and read all the way through. It's talking about repentance and baptism. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ so that your sins may be forgiven and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. <sighs> All I'm saying, let's go. <laughs> there is a fresh wind blowing and I believe Hope Elam is the Spirit of God. And there's a season that this wind will blow. And I'm saying we need to put up our sail and catch that wind. But the only way, and the wind, the ruah, is symbolic of the breath of God. In some translations, the heart and the mind and breath are very similar. It starts with our heart. I'm saying, let's go. He sent us. That's commissioned. Okay, I'm about done. Right now, think again. Turn it around. Today. In a few minutes, we are going to um, sing and we're going to invite you to come. And I'm saying, I know there's plans that you've made. Listen, listen, listen. I know there's places to go. People you said that you would meet them here or there. But the word is in the wilderness and it's right here right now. We're, in a moment, we're going to ask people to come. Just examine your heart. And if you hear, and you've, listen, if you've never, never been baptized, if you've never, and when you believe on him, the duty is to be baptized as a follower of him. If you've never been baptized and you desire, in a moment, we're going to ask you to come. If you have been baptized and you know it's good, it's not like you have to redo it, but you, something struck a chord, the wind blew in, and you just want to affirm 
your baptism and your washing, that, that you good. You good. But you just want to say, God, look, I just want to affirm my washing. What I would ask is that we would be like heavenly host, that we wouldn't, we wouldn't be too impatient with those who want to come. Like I said, plenty of times we can go and be the church, but right now it's the time to stay and be the church. you got to go. But listen, the time is coming, and it's right here, right now. We're going to invite our ministers and our pastors, and we're going to use a scoop and pour, and then we're going to refresh the water. We're going to scoop. In the name of the Father, Son, and of the Holy Ghost. With the water. John baptized, baptized with water. Jesus was baptized with the Holy Ghost and fire. And then after we baptize you, we're going to take a little bit of oil. Oil is that sealing. That's that anointing. And we're just going to put a cross with the oil just as a seal of the everlasting presence and the, the power of the Holy Spirit. And then we're going to have our prayer team. If you desire to have prayer, you could pray. Sometimes we, sometimes we get so big that this, this is life. This is life right here. So I'm now going to stop. I'm going to invite song to be sung by our worship team and begin to do that work. If you haven't done that work on your heart, do it now. Today. Turn it around. God, you're going one way. God says go the other way. Jesus, he can help us. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us. To find out more about Hope Elam, follow us on Instagram at hope.elam or visit our website at hope-elam.org.